Happy holidays and welcome to Mysterious <laughs> AF. I'm Charles. I'm Celesta. And we are glad you are joining us. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it will be happy holidays. Yeah, when you listen to this, it'll probably be January or February. 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 It'll be cold. Groundhog's Day, maybe. Yeah, and you might have to listen to this for the rest of your life if you're stuck <laughs> in that Bill Murray movie. Hated that movie. I know. I think we talked about that. I, yeah, we did. I liked I that movie. I mean, yeah. it's not like something I want to watch all the time, but I didn't hate but it. But what if you had to watch it all the time? Then I would I would hate anything. Well, unless it was like Buffy. Right. <laughs> of course. Perpetual Buffy. That's all I need. <laughs> Just give me that. That's fine. So, yeah, this is our 15th episode. Yay. Another milestone. Yeah. Um, Although we don't have a guest. We do not have a guest. We're bad planners. Yeah. So we thought as a gift to you guys from our charitable hearts (laughs) that we would tell you a little bit about (laughs) ourselves if you don't know us. Um, I think probably most of our listeners do know us because we have forced you. To listen. Yeah. Because you're our friends and family. (laughs) But maybe something we say will shock you. Yeah. Probably not. Mm, pro- I, probably not. Yeah. What are we doing? We discussed this a little bit beforehand. Yeah. We're so just going to give some... Odd facts about ourselves. Three odd... Or three facts about ourselves. Some of them might be odd. Um, since it was your idea, start us <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> <sighs> well, I'm from Wisconsin originally. Moved to Kansas City because my husband, Ryan, went to school here and now got a full-time job. I also got a full-time job. So, you know, we're being adults. (laughs) Charles is very interested. (laughs) I am actively listening. Um, I've become a drunk. I like a lot of whiskey and sometimes wine with Charles. And... She's a great knitter. I do like knitting and crocheting. I got this awesome crochet sweater pattern that I'm working on right now. Oh. It's going to be really cute. And I'm going on a cruise in a week. I'm really excited about that. You can hear about it the next time we record. It's going to be amazing. Yes. I am trying to convince her (laughs) slash her and her husband to take me along. We're just going to shove them in a suitcase. Yeah. That sounds... A lot better than the freezing cold tundra that it's been here in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, so, nice. yeah. I don't... Can't wait to hear about your cruise. I bet you guys can't wait to hear about it either. I'm yeah. jealous. Going to, uh, leaving from the San Juan. Going to St. Kitts and St. Lucia and St. Thomas and all the saints. Sounds very holy. Yeah. We'll probably get an exorcism or something. Like that. <laughs> Is this clothing optional cruise? I don't think I don't think the cruises, but a lot of times there's nude beaches, so I might go for it. Yeah, why not? I would YOLO. Yeah, one time we had this lady. I don't remember what island it was, but it was clothing optional. She was the only one that decided to use that uh, to take off her top, and she literally just walked down into the water. And, you know, instead of gazing out into the water, she turned around to face everyone on the beach and just stood there like she was very proud, like hands on her hips. Like, look at my boobs. Yeah. And she had to be like early 50s, probably. And granted, she had a nice body. It wasn't like 
But those boobs have seen some years. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't really. You see probably boobs don't. But <laughs> I, it's been a long time. But I was like, lady, you're not really impressing anybody here. Just turn around. Maybe she just wanted to feel the breeze on. I don't know why she would have to face towards the beach. I'd want to face out to yeah, the I'm ocean. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to body shame or say, you know, I mean, it's just boobs. But at the same, it was just odd behavior. Yeah, it was odd behavior. Yeah. We just giggled. Also, we were giggling because this crew, this little boat pulled up and they were like, hey, we got a lot of rum punch left and we don't want to carry it back with us. You want it? And we were like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, I know. Wow. I want to be there. That would be so awesome. Sure. Anyway, that was a long factoid about me. None of which was really weird. I'm sorry. I don't I don't really know anything weird about you, except I guess this is something I don't know about anybody else, but I know about you. You, out of everybody I personally know, have played and beaten Resident Evil 4 more than anybody <laughs> else I know. I have, I think, played it twice. That does have to be my favorite video game. Which is crazy to me because it's a difficult game. At least it was for me. And as much as I love scary stuff, I am a... Um, I jump like loud noises and stuff make me yeah. jump. And I, I love the Resident Evil games, but I am the same way. A lot of times I have to turn a video game off because it scares me so much. But I think we got this game like we got. What was it? PlayStation? I don't know what we had it on for. Or we was it? We. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have it on. We. And um, I think I was only working part time like when we got it. So I just had nothing else to do. Mm hmm. Did you know it was a scary game when you started yeah. playing it? Okay. Yeah. I just got really good at it. That and Guitar Hero. I was pretty good at Guitar Hero at one time. <sighs> my college roommates and I used to, well, I got, yeah, I was in college. My roommate was not. <laughs> but we uh, we used to play, she had Guitar Hero and her ex-boyfriend at the time lived with us. And so a lot of nights were spent playing Guitar yeah. Hero. They were really good at it. Good at it. I tried to be better at it, but... I don't know. I just, I didn't practice or play it as much as well, they did. It's a shame, so. Charles. I guess we shameful. can't start a band. <laughs> <laughs> I can play the piano. Oh, okay. So, and saxophone. And, uh, yeah, I can play the saxophone. You play the piano. Yeah. Ryan will sing and Nate will. He played sax. No, he. What? How did he play saxophone? Gosh, what did he play? He played trom- trombone. Mm-hmm. We'll say he played. I should probably know this, right? He's good at blowing some trombone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'm going to ask him after we're done. Yes, trombone. That's what I'm sticking with. Do you know what a trombone is? <laughs> he might have played saxophone. I feel like everybody played saxophone. I feel like nobody played saxophone. I can't believe I know somebody else who played saxophone. I always say, I played saxophone. And people are like, really? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Charles is like, so did I. So what? Well, the clarinet and the flute were too gay. And I had to assert my masculinity. <laughs> I had an uncle tell me, like, it's like, you got lips for a saxophone. It, oh. I mean, it sounds more gross than, maybe he didn't even say it that way. You got lips for a saxophone. He was like, you should play the saxophone. It was, he was not a creepy uncle. He was a great uncle. But he was very musical. And he's like, you should play the saxophone. Mm. And I was like, I will. Yeah. And I had to work really hard at it because I could not get any noise out of that thing. It w- it was a learning curve. Yeah. My um, music teacher tried to get me to play the clarinet. She's like, I think that'll be a little bit easier. And I was like, no. Hell no. Sax all the way. 
Exactly. You don't hear clarinets that much in 80s music. It's more saxophone. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I don't no, know. No, you're definitely right. Yeah. Anyway, how about you, Charles? Well, <laughs> this might you might not know this. I was born in California. I'm the only one in my family born in California. Yeah. The and... coolest one. <laughs> Actually, I think my sister's cooler than me. <laughs> You have to meet her someday. Uh, yeah, definitely. I grew up playing video games. We had a Nintendo when I was a kid, so I've always loved video games and scary video games. And something odd. I'm a pretty odd person, so I'm like everything about not. me is odd. Um, I love Pop Sugar Fitness workout videos. Mm. My husband Nate hates them. Really? Yeah, he does. Hard. No, he just doesn't, he he doesn't listen to the instruction or he doesn't hear it. I don't know, which is the truth. And he's like, when were we starting to do this? And I was like, well, if you were listening, she said, switch this. Um, I just did a hip hop one the other day. I saw that. Really How'd it go? Hard. Yeah, that one is hard. I'm not coordinated. I'm not either. But I had fun. Like, I, yeah, I want to try fun. some of the other dance ones they have. I was glad there was nobody watching me because. Yeah, I feel like maybe like the Latin like Zumba type ones might be yeah. more fun. I was bad at Zumba too. I did Zumba for a while. Oh really? Yeah. I've heard that I can't remember what I read about Zumba. I feel like they said Zumba is really good for your cognition because you have to focus on what yeah, you're doing. That's probably true. And so as far as like um fighting or delaying Alzheimer's, Zumba is a really oh, good. I was like it's exercise. good for fighting like <laughs> Yeah. You can Zumba fight people. <laughs> Um, uh, let's see. Um, you are like Mr. Factoid when it comes to like TV and movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I love reading reference books. When I was a kid, I loved reading the dictionary and the thesaurus. Um, I spent a lot of time alone as a kid. (laughs) That doesn't show at all. (laughs) I, I was like very happy, content in my room. Listening to my cassettes and coloring and reading. Oh, that um, so nice. Here's another weird fact. I loved, and I still love, a book series called Phantom Valley, which I read before I read the Goosebumps books. And Phantom Valley is a series about a boarding school um, called Chilean Academy. It is in a place called Phantom Valley. And these scary things happen to the boarding school students that go there. And so each book was about something different. Like one, there's an evil doll and one, there's the curse of a mummy. And, but they were very, they were a lot, in my opinion, better than Goosebumps. There just weren't very many of them. Yeah. There's not a huge online following. They never made it into a a TV show or, and I was like, they missed out on a cash cow. Um, I still have my original paperback books, though. So I actually was reading, rereading them. Um, but yeah, I I, re- I also read Wikipedia for random. Like, I'll think of something. I'm like, oh, I want to know about this. And like, a lot of times it's about TV shows and movies and like inspiration behind stuff. So yeah, I enjoy. Um, and you're also back in school. I am back in school. Mostly to delay my student loan payments. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I still pay off my student loans. Shit, uh, reason. Yeah, those things will get you. But yeah, I've been studying, taking classes in graphic design at Johnson County Community College, which has been way more, in some ways, more challenging than my psychology degree. 
because you have to have ideas from yourself. You can't <laughs> like research <produce> results. <laughs> yeah, you can't just do research and say based upon this theory, like this is this. You know, in psychology, when you're writing your papers. Um, so yeah, but he's awesome at it. Well, thanks. He's very creative. Maybe one day when he has time, we'll get some episode artwork. Is what I see coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I plan on doing this winter break. Next week is my last week in school. We're going to make um, them work through winter break. Actually, all I really want to do is nap and play video, play games, video games and yeah. exercise. Exercise, wow. Yeah, well, i got to keep this, this bot up. I plan on, well, I'm not going to really have a winter break, but winter I'm just going to drink. I'm probably going to get some video. You gave me all those video games. Yeah, I gave I her a video game. She still needs to play. to play them, but shockingly busy with a full-time job and two podcasts. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> Who would have guessed that you're shockingly busy with a full-time job and two podcasts? And just trying to have a little bit of a life. But yeah. Video games will never leave you. That's true. <laughs> but they're so addictive because I just know once I pull them out. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to do. Well, you see Nate you guys, in there with the Sims. Yeah, this this podcast will end. There will be no more. <laughs> We're going to be doing a video game podcast <laughs> next. Just wait for that, guys. So We should. We should just talk while we play video games. You know, people make money doing that. And they drink while doing it. I mean, I watch people. I don't pay them, but they get money. Some people donate to them. Hey, you guys, can you donate to us so we can play video games? Yeah. Wouldn't you love to watch Celeste and I shoot some zombies while yeah. drinking whiskey or vodka or wine? Yeah. Which we I could be doing. topless. Celeste could be topless. You don't know. I could be. <laughs> no, just They're kidding. They're small. I, I mean, <laughs> but I could be. The cats. We'll have the cats on the camera instead. That's way better. I feel like it would make Charles way more uncomfortable than it would make me uncomfortable to be topless. Mm. No? No. No. Fine, really? Yeah, no, I yeah. I'm kind of grossed out by it. No. Oh. No. I mean, if someone is, like, putting any kind of body part uncomfortably close to me, Don't like... Don't put it close to you. Okay. We'll just, like, hey, look at... <laughs> like, when I was at the um, nude bar in Key West, there was this woman who... I mean, everybody was pretty drunk. But she was a complete stranger, and she was talking to a guy I was talking to at the bar... And she was like, oh, look, my, you know. Look at my titties. Right. And I was like, that's nice. Not interested. Right. Unless and vodka's coming out of me. <laughs> she was, I, I feel like she was, didn't understand that I, I know, I guess there are, there's plenty of people who love breasts, but I was like, you're a stranger. I don't really want to touch your body parts. Um, yeah. I'd rather just enjoy my alcohol. And, you know, if you want to talk about something else, let's do it, but. Yeah. So I want to see that conversation. <laughs> so speaking of uncomfortable sexual situations, <laughs> that leads us segues yeah, us perfectly definitely. into Holy hell. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I've been no, waiting to say that. <laughs> it, it, that was perfect. This is a documentary from 2016 um on Netflix, and the description is an ex-member charts his path from idealism to disenchantment in a California cult when alarming revelations about the group's leader come to light. We did a cult, you guys. Yeah, not paranormal, not extraterrestrial, but still very creepy. Mm -hmm. And the leader of the cult, very creepy. Yeah. Super creepy. So yeah, this was a little 
different than what Plus, we've done before. Um, hypnosis, that's kind of yeah, it, on it, the realm of, I don't know. It's not really pseudoscience. It's a thing. Yeah. But it's weird. Well, and when they show the knowing and like when yeah. he's transferred the energy, it is, it, it's, it's yeah. not normal. It's not mm-hmm. paranormal, but it, you don't see that kind of stuff yeah. in a normal person everyday life. Do you want to talk about the opening? I mean, yeah, I mean, we're kind of just introduced. I think they start showing video clips of the cult activity. We are introduced to Will, who was a member of the cult and also their videographer. So he has all of this footage, basically. Mm-hmm. And he, we kind of go into him why he joined the cult a little bit. Like he just was questioning things, as many people are. I moved back home after college. My mother was very disturbed to find out that I was gay. And she told me to get the hell out of the house and go support myself. This is what led me to my huge adventure. This is my story about what happened to me on my 22 year search for the truth. I thought it was weird. He said he became fascinated with death at his grandma's funeral or at her open casket. Right. The funeral. Where he saw her body and then just sort of became a little obsessed with life and death and afterlife. And... I thought it was odd because he doesn't really talk about his fascination with death again. Like he just talks about how he's been on kind of this 22 year search for the truth about why, why am I here? And I think, I mean, I relate to that. Who doesn't relate I to that? I don't. Really? Yeah, actually. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Through this whole documentary, I was like, I wonder what it's like to be that person. But I feel, maybe I should, but I'm just like, I'm here living my life. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like we've talked about before, I'm a Christian, so I believe I'm probably going to heaven if there is a heaven. Like, I don't worry about it too much. Sometimes, or usually around my birthday, I get a little depressed because I'm like, yeah, I probably should be doing something more with my life and helping people or something, but then... Get drunk and forget about it and move on. So I think that's a valid way to go through life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you. But that is the theme. I mean, we start to hear from people and they're all just searching for something. So timeline, it starts in 1985 and they show this on the screen. 1985, year one. And Hooked on a Feeling is playing. Thank you. Which, <laughs> I love that song. It always makes me think of the movie Dick, which is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. So while this song is playing, there's montage footage of people like in water and they're rubbing each other. Yeah, and touching each other. They're all beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, Mostly. <laughs> I was like, this is too much touching. <laughs> Just too much. Touching. It wasn't like sexual touching. No. They're like... I don't know what... They're very close together. They're a lot of, like, maybe, you know, hands on shoulders Mm -hmm. type. It was like they're rubbing, like, on the sides of their heads and, like, their backs. And, like, she Celeste said, it wasn't sexual. It was just... They... It was... You would think that they might be, like, on ecstasy or something from how they just were, like, always touching each other. And this is just one little bit of footage from it. But, um, yeah, they refer to i guess their group as the buddha field and that's when emiliana formerly known as amy will's sister i guess we get introduced to her and how she'd been part of this group and then we learn about the teacher yeah um his name is michelle 
Michelle. Mich- Michelle. Uh, yeah, that. Well, and they're in West Hollywood or LA or where it's expensive to live. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the in West yeah. Hollywood, which is a gay haven, at least it is now. Hmm. I would think it was back then, but also expensive. And yeah. yeah. Pretty posh, I would assume. Super posh. <laughs> but he looks like okay, so you get introduced to him. He looks like your average white American, I would say. At least to me. My first impression. And then he opens his mouth, and then I'm like... If you think of tomorrow, you're unhappy. If you think of the past, you can become miserable. And happiness is wherever you are. Wherever you are is where happiness is. I said, what accent is that? Yeah, I was like, is that Indian? Is it... But he doesn't look Indian, so no. I was very confused. We do find out later, we'll say that. But I was just like, I don't... Is he faking it? Yeah. Uh, it was weird. He has crazy eyes, though. Crazy eyes. Crazy eyes. I was... My question was, does he blink? I don't remember <laughs> really ever seeing him blink. You gotta keep that eye contact to be a cult leader. That's how you get him in. guess he uses dry eyes, whatever yeah. it is. Not true. <laughs> Maybe it's all the plastic surgery. We'll find out later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes through a transformation. <laughs> And not to become a beautiful butterfly. But yeah, that's funny because I do. I said he's got a crazy look in his eye. Mm-hmm. That's in my notes. Crazy eyes. Yeah, crazy eyes. Uh, you guys, he could dance. He could speak like multiple languages. Mm-hmm. He was constantly in a speedo. Right. Uh, and he was people's hero. He, he was, was basically people. Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like he could have used his powers for good and done something. <laughs> but instead, he decided to start a cult. Um, oh, and then I, my first question, too, was when they started showing all of this, I'm like, a lot of times cults, people kind of give up their jobs and whatnot and just give all their money to the cult leader and then they live on a commune and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, where is all this money coming from? <laughs> As I have in yeah. all caps on my page, where did they get money? But then they do tell us, like, people had jobs. Yeah. And they lived in apartments. And houses that they bought or rented. Like, it didn't seem that culty at first. It was, people did have the kind of their own lives, but also not. Well, some some people in the group also invented wings. The 1980s hair accessory. And used the profits from that to fund the cult. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I I wrote that down and I was like, wings? What is wings? And then I remember they show the commercial for these giant clips that go mm-hmm. in long hair and they showed men and women wearing wings. Yeah, you held, it held like... Your hair back in a ponytail to, thing? It was like a ponytail, but like not a ponytail. Yeah, you didn't have a little band. I, yeah. I remember using it as a kid. I wore those things. Hmm. You so funded I a cult. I supported a cult. I'm... Shame. Shory. Shame on Shory. you. <laughs> there was this good line where uh, apparently it was kind of their mantra, like, uh, they they already, back in the 80s, hinted at maybe this is a cult, but if it's a cult, it's a good cult. It's not the creepy kind. That was kind of like their little joke behind the scenes, which we find out maybe not so good. Yeah. Yeah, this was... A rainbow, a turd painted like a rainbow of a cult. <laughs> um, so we also find out that Will, I mean, he's having a good time. He's the filmmaker. His sister 
Amy's in the cult, so he wants to bring in their other sister, Lori. And I think this is when we get introduced to her, and she's now known as Cristala? Crystal? Yeah. Uh, they all got new names um, yeah. to, I guess, really separate themselves from the their original family. Mm-hmm. Um, That's, you know, sign that you're in a cult, you get a new name. Yeah. Yeah. Although Jesus renamed people. Cool. Oh, no. that's a whole nother, oh, whole nother that level. Just popped into my head. I'm gonna have to think about that for a little bit. Um. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll have to come back to that in our next podcast. Did you have Gina, their mom? I I have notes about her, but I didn't have anything. She pops up later too, but there was just this quick little snippet. She's like, "We supported Will and Amy and Laurie to do whatever it was they wanted to do. They needed more answers." My husband and I thought we had worked to give them those answers, but apparently we didn't do enough. They needed something that they weren't giving. She saw through everything. She yeah, claimed. she's like, oh, well, I mean, we gave our kids everything, but I guess there was something we just couldn't give them. So they joined this. And I was just like, oh, she's mm. a bitter mama. She's got some baggage. There. Obviously, if all of your kids left you to join a cult, maybe you mm, did something yeah, not right. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't have kids, and I don't want to sound judgmental like no. I probably did on Missing 411 as I was called out by a listener. My sister. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize. I don't know what it's like to have children. No, we don't. But <laughs> maybe if you kick your kid out when he comes out to you, maybe maybe you have a hand in him going and joining a cult. Yeah, mom and dad. I could have joined a cult. Did you? No. 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 <laughs> Surprisingly not. There's not a lot of cults, at least around Wichita, that I could find. Um, According to one of these people, they're everywhere. Yeah. Well, they didn't find me. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy working and going to school to yeah. have time for a cult. Living a normal life. <laughs> um. So then I don't... I I remember his his face and I want to I can't remember his name right now, but one of the guys in the cult has been charged with making the leader a fruit salad. Oh yes, every morning. Was that Julian? The really it was Julian with the great jawline. Oh my gosh, he was. He had the most chiseled jaw. I'm pretty sure he's gay too, which is unfortunate because he's he was he's unfortunate for me. Yeah, I mean Charles. I'm married. I am married. I'm gonna... Hey, Julian, I saw you in this documentary. I know you have emotional trauma, but you're very good looking. <laughs> so good looking. Um, yes, he made the most incredible fruit salads. I think, okay, the teacher, were they just calling him the teacher at this point? Mm-hmm. Or Michelle? Mm-hmm. Julian just wanted to please this guy. So he's like, what can I do for you? I just want to do something nice. And he's like, make me a fruit salad. So Julian took this to a whole nother level (laughs) and made this man art out of fruit. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. He made the Last Supper? He made the Last Supper. That's the one I remember the most. Yeah, he made, I mean, he would carve out words. I I love you. Yeah, it was incredible. (laughs) But come to find out, he just, the teacher had another guy just taking it all and blending it up into Mm -hmm. a smoothie. So he didn't even get to see the art. But, but thankfully, they documented it with yeah, pictures. So we got to pictures. see the pictures. Thanks, Will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jillian, but Jillian found out that he was just blending it, but he kept making them because it was just his labor of love. It was the only thing he could do to give back, yeah. he said. <laughs> oh, and then, 
So we get into this little video montage of the teacher shoving his fingers into people's foreheads. Do you remember that? Yeah. That, is that yeah. the Shakti? Yeah. The energy? Yeah. The Shakti. I just thought it... The first, the first woman they kind of show, he walks up to her... It's just, it looks like she's doing some chore. He just walks up to her, shoves his thumb into her forehead and just starts shaking it. And it looks awfully painful to me, especially when he stops and she just kind of almost falls back like, and she's rubbing her forehead like, ow. Mm-hmm. But apparently this is some sort of transfer of energy. Yeah. It gave them um, a high, like a LSD high or... yeah. They describe it, yeah, as experiencing an LSD-like state without drugs. And I just, I didn't research it, but I said, is that possible? I don't... <clears throat> I mean, we could try it right now. You want to shove me your... <laughs> I mean, I just showered, and I have facial cream on, so... Oh, well. It's my night cream. <laughs> if you could just get rid of this line in between my eyes, that'd be great. You can try my rosehip oil. You got some in the closet. <laughs> We're going to get Botox on the podcast pretty oh, soon. Let's get Botox. It's a, bo- it's a Botox podcast party. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it looked painful. It looked miserable. But people loved it. They yeah. said it was addictive. It was addictive to get this man's fingers shoved into their foreheads. Yeah. I. And part of me wondered if he had some kind of oil on his skin or if he was giving them some kind of drugs secretly like yeah, i had I, to wonder i wondered if too. he was slipping I mean, them there, something somehow there are pressure points i did learn that in charlie's angels <laughs> i learned it in yoga oh, you okay. should learn it charles <laughs> uh they put you in child's pose where you have your head your forehead on the mat and you kind of roll back and forth that's supposed to like I don't know what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to be soothing, I guess. But then you have to think about how clean that mat is. Well, I brought my own mat. I brought my own mat, too. I took hot yoga. Not hot yoga. I did candlelight yoga. I guess. But I sweat a lot. Yeah, I'm not a big sweater. Mm, That must be nice. I guess. (laughs) I'm a medium-sized sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) I sweat a lot. So if you've seen me after I've worked out, I look like I got rained on. Just don't judge me. <laughs> That's why I don't work out in public anymore. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so Skip ahead to... <laughs> 1989, the year Little Mermaid came out. Oh, wow. See? Using that fact factoid. See? Yeah, he's a just a Bible of knowledge. <laughs> like an encyclopedia with arms. <laughs> encyclopedia, that is... A better term to use, yes. More than Shakti, there was a greater experience that only Michelle could reveal to us. It was the ultimate step that we needed to take us to enlightenment. We were told uh, that he would have a day set aside where we could come and ask him for the direct experience of God. And he called it the knowing. Do you know about the knowing? Can you tell us about the knowing? I can. And this is a step to enlightenment. So there, this cult is going on, I guess, a retreat. And the master, Michel, has told the his followers that they can come ask for a direct experience with God. 
that this is based on the Bhagavad Gita, um, and it's called The Knowing. The knowing was the realization of being able to see and hear and taste God. Taste God, you guys. I hope he tastes like butterscotch, because mm. that sounds really good right now. Mm. I go for a root beer. Oh, yeah. Um, not everybody was going to be able to receive it, um, but it was a promise of enlightenment, and they had to ask if they were ready for the knowing. And then there's a ceremony in the woods, and some people receive it and some people don't. Like, Amy, Will's sister did not, but Will did. And Amy's bitter about it. Of course it made me feel inadequate. It's like all I ever wanted was to attain this merging into God and disappearing I was looking around at people who had been there, like, no way as long as me. Everything was always explained off by being, they're just older souls. So it was really hard. Oh, yeah, she's pretty bitter about she it. Is. Even after this cult fell apart, she's yeah. bitter about it. Yep. Uh, she's just like her mom. Yeah. She can't let stuff go. Well, and also, at this retreat escape, Michelle spoke to Will alone, and Michelle told Will that Michelle was fighting with God. Oh, yeah. Because God had let Michelle know that Will was supposed to die. And Michelle told Will, you need to follow my guidance because if you don't, God will kill you. Yeah, I am keeping you alive. Um, Uh, Step two in the heel control culty factor. Manipulation 101. Um, And they also talk about Michelle's open eye meditation. And they show... I think it's a video of it. And he's like just sitting there with his eyes kind of half open staring. And I just wrote creepy. down fucking creepy. Yeah. Oops, I missed a Y. So it said fucking creep, which works too. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we hear from Vera that she said she felt like she was on an acid trip because yeah. she got the knowing. Yeah. And so that was another thing that I was like, was he really giving them drugs? Like, was the knowing... They felt like, uh, and there's video of it, where they're kind of like stumbling around. They almost look like, some of them almost look like they're blind. Like their arms are out. They can't barely walk. It's Maybe weird. he pressure pointed around their eyes and That's temporarily maybe. blinded them. Or maybe you're just in that mindset where, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what mindset that is, but. You know, I mean, I, I do believe in the power of words and like how if you repeat something, you can start to believe something and. I mean, obviously, I, f- not obviously, I I feel like these people were emotionally and mentally flexible, mm-hmm. and through this quote charismatic man, he convinced them by repeating stuff to them. Yeah, you know, and and I also wonder how often they ate because I was like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm high, but it's just because I haven't eaten. Like, in several hours, and I'm, like, lightheaded, and... That's true. You know, have you ever felt like that? I mean, like he that? had them exercising a lot. He did, yeah, that was, yeah. They're exercising all the time. I'm sure probably trying to eat clean. Hmm. Um, that is actually a good point. Because, and you know, if you're up in the mountains, altitude, right. there's that factored Dehydration. in. Dehydration. Dehydration. Um, Starvation. <laughs> So we will um, hmm. maybe reenact this someday to see if we can get Let's LSD like resort. Yeah, I just want to know what an LSD like state without drugs is like. Yeah, not that I've done LSD, I don't know what that's like, but 
one of us will starve the other one and <laughs> we'll lock you in my basement i will put my thumb into your forehead and transfer my my power to you yes sounds good so after will gets the knowing he becomes michelle's personal butt monkey butt monkey personal assistant that's just the wine. It's not me peeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I guess Michelle just starts making everyone take ballet classes. <laughs> Out of all the things, yeah, he, exactly. he's already made them like he already has them work out all the time. But now you have yeah. to be a fucking ballerina. You really like you couldn't be fat in this cult. You I don't know if there was a really like a good looking thing. But like we said, he made people eat clean. He made them work out. Yeah. There's a lot of video footage of people just in swimwear and in the water. Mm-hmm. They they were good looking. I mean, they had their hair back in wings. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> thank goodness for those wings. <laughs> and, but this is the worst part. And most cults are the exact opposite. But he's like, no sex. Yeah, relationships and sex are too dangerous. And he, and this is like footage of Michelle, and he's like talking about the orgasm of meditation. One who has experienced the orgasm of meditation, that's the greatest orgasm. That was weird. I meditate. I have not had an orgasm while meditating. You're not doing it right. Apparently. I mean, I only usually do 10 minutes. I'm going to start meditating right now. I can tell you that much. (laughs) That's all the time I have. (laughs) 10 minutes, not long enough. (laughs) Yeah. They talk about how Michelle, and we've talked about already, he's a hypnotherapist. And so they have to go for these sessions where they do regression hypnotherapy to fix the trauma. They call this therapy the cleansing. And the best part, they have to pay Michelle they have $50 to pay. per session. And you have to go weekly. Yeah. So you think he has the cold of, what, 100 people? At least. And so 100 people a week times 50. He's making five thousand dollars a, a week. Lot of money. And in the eighties, that's a lot of money. Cocaine. LSD. Boom boxes. CD players. Botox. Wings. Wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shoulder pads in my blazers. And then, I mean, but this is where I was like, oh, it's starting to make sense now. Yeah. Uh, we've talked a little bit about regression hypnosis because a lot of alien abductees mm-hmm. get it. So I know we've talked about it before. Stan, Stan, definitely. But yeah, that's a that's a hotly debated topic. Have you gone to regression no, hypnotherapy? No, no. I would like to go. Really? Yeah. I I mean I told you about my hypno. Yeah, we talked about experience, when you, mm-hmm. but I I don't like the fact that I know you should be able to trust a therapist, but I don't like the fact that they could possibly implant memories into you. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, that's why hypnotherapy is often disregarded. I mean, they've tried to use it in like criminal cases and stuff to bring back memories, oh. regression therapy, but it's so suggestive when you're under that you can actually create memories that weren't there. So this is fascinating. Yeah, it gets a little hairy. And it's not like that. I wouldn't say it's the like the. I would say usually the hypnotherapist therapist is probably not trying to, but they're like, what if they suggest like, well, take me back to when you were on the spaceship. Well, now you've implanted the thought that you were on a spaceship. So mm. 
but were you or were you not? You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I feel like stuff like that. I would want to record, record it secretly and then oh, yeah. listen to it again. But at that point, are your memories permanently skewed? Well, just do some meditation and get rid of them. Piece of cake. Have some orgasms. Be done with it. (laughs) Have some wine. Do some meditation. (laughs) Namaste. Don't think about it too much, people. This is what I'm saying. Just enjoy your life. Yeah. Don't be sucked into a cult. Well, and then one of the last things from right before we flashed to 1991 was that Vera, who uh, we've talked about before... She was blocked from going to see her dying father, who she had right. been close with. Yep. Um, so he, Michelle, has basically cut off familial ties. And yeah. uh, Cults do that. Give you new names. Who knew? <laughs> Tell you to stop seeing your family and friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was really sad. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Uh, 1991. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what happened. <laughs> 1991 was an amazing year. Uh, the hair was bigger than ever. And <laughs> the Cult Awareness Network gets involved. Can. Can, yeah. Uh, because some guy, well, according to cult members, was stalking one of the cult members. He was not a cult member himself. Mm-hmm. Became obsessed with her. And I guess in order to... He thought she needed to be freed from this cult, which is probably true. Yeah. He contacted the network and Michelle instantly freaks out and just up and leaves one day. Yeah. With a few people from the group. And and not just for like a week. They were on no. the road for six months trying yeah. to find a new place to call home for their group. And they settle in Austin, Texas. Um, where one of his disciples bought them all a house in the yeah. suburbs. Um, and Michel becomes Andreas. Yep. Changes his name. Mm-hmm. And he has everybody move out to Austin in small groups. And they recreated the Buddha field. And he's also recruiting people with yoga and ballet um, and joining his cult. Yeah. Before we get into the next crazy <laughs> shit that happens... At this point, they do start to bring up uh, questioning of who this guy really is. Mm-hmm. And Nobody I, really knows him or about Yeah, him. they kind of lead into, you know, well, he changed his name. Who was, does he change his, is Michelle even his real name? We don't really know. I think that, that he may have had his mother die really young or something. His brother died when he was really young. I know that he had come from a wealthy family. Some years in the 60s in San Francisco. And At least that's what he said to me. Dark arts groups. I know he came to America to be a movie star. He wanted to be famous. His first name was Jaime Gomez. His stage name was Michelle Rostand. He was an actor. And I assumed probably a good one. Until I saw some of his acting. But then, so they create this aviary bird sanctuary in Austin and start to build a ballet theater. Yes. Did I miss something? Well, I had that as in 1997. Okay, what do you got? Rewind to 1993. 
Waco happened. I guess there was a cult in Waco. Oh, yeah. And Andreas was afraid that he would be demonized. So he had everybody start lying to their families. Oh, yes. And so Will yes, was right. sending gifts and letters from foreign countries to his parents. He wasn't there. They had somebody else from the cult go to Europe, get a postcard, and send it to his mom right. and dad. Yeah. Um, and his mom was like, I saw through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, what links will these people go to to create this lie? And Will was saying that he was working in Mexico and overseas. And really, his parents were in Fort Worth at like the time. three hours away from yeah. Austin. And he's living, yeah, in Austin. It, it was just like, wow. That, I yeah. mean, that's and real And people were saying, crazy. too, that they were just lying about stuff that didn't even really matter. But they right. just felt like they had to. And for some reason, they make, well, rats, apparently, this aviary. (laughs) Rats have overrun the aviary, and Andreas demanded that his followers kill the rats. Yes. And so one of the disciples or followers, I can't remember who who she was, but she talks about how... It was disturbing that he demanded that they go around. And so she's like, "We, I would hit them with the shovel or try to decapitate them. And and we armed ourselves with shovels. I would hit them over the head or we'd have to decapitate them. It just went on and on and on, killing these furry little creatures. It was like he was playing a game with us. Like he was turning us into his own personal little warriors. It was I just not... upsetting. Um, but he demanded it and they had to and they did. comply. Um, I mean, they're just rats, but also, ugh. but yeah, ugh. why were there so many? You do, and we don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, guess you said there were hundreds and hundreds of them. Yeah, maybe they should have had cats instead Definitely. of birds. birds. But, but yeah, so back to where you were going, 1997. <laughs> Sorry, I no. just thought this was the craziest. Julian. The guy with the great jaw found <laughs> land, they put the land, and they started to construct a theater. And they were constructing it themselves, and Andreas would come, he would see something he didn't like, and demand that it be torn down and rebuilt. Yeah. And then he would yell at them for taking so long to build it, and they're like, oh, you told us to tear it down yesterday, sorry. I mean, they, they couldn't say that to him. But then he would, like, comfort them. It was right. very, like, emotional. It was psychological yeah, and emotional abuse. <laughs> manipulating these people yeah cult leader uh but eventually this ballet is is it a theater i don't it was a theater from what i saw that's what you would call it um it gets built it's very nice looking Mm -hmm. and this was the most incredible part they would practice michelle or andreas would write a ballet Mm -hmm. make them practice for an entire year they would perform it one time for their own little group and then start all over again. Insanity. Like, right, yeah. Like I I there's no better way to describe what you just said. I I have those in my notes. I wrote dumb, but that doesn't really Yeah, I, I mean, don't I mean, you first of all like again, where did the money come from to build a ballet theater? Some people they did say some people quit their jobs. Or, like, missed work to be at the practices. Yeah. And then you're not selling tickets. How do you justify that to your job? I I have to leave early because I have super important rehearsal with my cult. <laughs> my cult. But it's not a cult. It's my group. It's just my, it's just my dance group. 
Or you have a doctor's. I bet they lie. I mean, clearly they lied Probably. about everything. I yeah. have a doctor's appointment. Yeah, you're not gonna say you had cult meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so then, my next note, I have a star by it because I think it was my favorite thing, La Femme Fatale, yes. the music video. Why is this happening? I do not know. Uh, I think (laughs) at this point with the anti-sex thing and the femme fatale video, I was like, I really don't think Andreas likes women. He let them into their cult, his cult. Yeah. He likes good looking women to be around him. Yeah. He wants pretty people around him, but I don't think he really likes, I don't know what his mom did to him, but. People always blame the mom. It, a lot of times, this is a mom. <laughs> I listen to a lot of serial killer podcasts, and let me tell you, the mom, just beware, Rachel, moms. My sister. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. I <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. Calling her out. Anyway, do you want to tell us more about this video? I mean... It's, it's like, um, what's the Ricky Martin video when he first came, like, came in? Uh, La Vida Loca. Yes, La Vida Loca. It reminded me of a horrible, horrible, no-budget La Vida Loca knockoff. Because mm-hmm. he's... Michelle is the star of the music video. Um, and he is not anywhere near Ricky Martin hot. No. And he is describing a woman who um, will ruin your life because she is too sexual and uh you can never be too sexual 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 Sexual. that is very sexy (laughs) (laughs) so i mean it's i didn't i didn't look it up actually and i don't even know if i could find it but it i was like did they only show it to the cult like they did with the ballet was this released on mtv vh1 pop-up video because i would have loved i love video i know i love all that all that noise um, so I didn't really have anything else about it. Just, I, it was, yeah, like, it was, it was, they said it was a big hit and I said, where? Was it had a, to be just with within their, their cult. I don't know. At, at the end, like at the end of the video, spoiler alert, this woman who's the dangerous woman is like hit by a semi truck. Oh yeah. And killed basically. It's kind of weird. Is that misogynistic? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought, so. I mean, I'm. I'm not I mean, if you're blaming a woman for all of your problems. I thought that's okay. I thought that's what I just was not clear on the definition of misogyny. <laughs> I thought that's what that meant. I mean, that's part of it. It's been a long day <laughs> as I drink wine. So after this film fatale, uh, Michelle's wanting to expand. I'm sorry, Andreas slash yeah. Michelle. He's wanting to expand his dance company. He brings in this woman named Sophia, who is the best dancer but obviously he says there's no dating. Want to be here from one of the members, Chris, who he and Sophia hit it off. 
but they cannot pursue the romantic relationship. And he but, is also having people have plastic surgery. Yeah. Or he people get plastic surgery. Um, they also talk about all the makeup that they found in his bathroom. Yes. Um, and he had he wore fake eyelashes. And one of the women talks about <laughs> how when they're out in the water one day, one of his eyelashes was hanging off of his eye and she was trying to motion to him. Um, and this time he's having secret plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And he is starting to look deformed and scary. And they also talk one of their phrases was, you need to drop your mind. Yeah. And that meant you were out of line. Yeah. Which, um, and they kind of explained it further as, like, stop thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, just do what you're told. Yep. Which is scary. Um, so within that, we're, we're introduced, I think we, we've seen her all along in this documentary, Vera. but Vera says that she became pregnant. I told him I was pregnant, and he said get an abortion. I did not want to have this abortion, but he said I couldn't be in the community if I had the child. I had the abortion. No member was allowed to have any children. And they mm-hmm. either, you know, didn't get pregnant or they got abortions to get rid of the children, which is sad. Well, because it depends on how you feel about it. But it seemed like Vera was very regretful about these abortions. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess Andreas told them spiritual growth and children don't always go together. Right. But in his case, it yeah, it was, they never go together. Yeah. Like, you can't be enlightened and live this life if you are wanting to have a family. Mm-hmm. And it, they kind of talk about, too, at this point, they, it, the, the cults seem to take a little bit of a turn with the ballet theater and um, making people get abortions. Like, it was becoming more about Andreas, mm-hmm. Michelle... Versus what they had started out with was just like spiritual enlightenment. Like we're all here together. Now it was more about the leader and worship of him, basically. So people do start to leave. uh, But if they leave, they're demonized. They're, you know, Michelle or Andrea starts to make up stories about them or why they left and why they're horrible people. And then that like one man is also told that if he leaves him, he'll get AIDS. He had told me on a couple of occasions, if I wasn't with him, I would get AIDS and I would die. And I believed him. I believed him. Yeah, it it was a, a lot. And part of me wonders if they started to kind of get off the rails. I mean, I I understand that they were worshiping this guy and he started to make it all about him instead of them as a group. But also, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, you have access to talking to other people. Mm -hmm. Like, the internet is becoming a big thing. Like, you can't really live this secluded life. But he, I mean, there was a little bit, like, they didn't bring up the whole internet a whole lot, but they did say, like, he didn't want them to have TVs. Right. Yeah. Um, And he already cut them off from their families. So, I don't, I mean, yeah, yeah, it seems crazy. Every time we talk about a cult, it seems freaking crazy. Like, how do people get sucked into these? But then, they do. Are there modern cults? This is pretty modern. Like, is there a cult going on right now? This is still going on. Well, I know, I guess. (laughs) Spoiler alert. This is still happening. Scientology? Scientology. 
Okay. That's a big one. Yeah. I mean, that's like a tough nut to crack. I want to find a small one like this and see if we can infiltrate it. So we need to get to Hawaii. Definitely. Yeah. We can find them on the beach. Um, Are we pretty enough? We got to work out more. Are we pretty Um, enough? I'm sorry. I'll just speak for myself. (laughs) I need to work Excuse me. I was just fat shamed by my (laughs) co-host. I'm just kidding. No, we gotta get, um, we gotta get that Botox. I cl- clearly, <laughs> I do not. I do not have the body to be in that cult. I guess I'm gonna have to start. I don't know, eating celery juice and I, ice cubes. You you wore that cute romper over the summer. You could be in this cult. I just can't take it off. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much spanx on right now, and my fake eyelashes. Please don't make me take it off. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, so now we're kind of just flashing forward. We hit 2001. There's a few things. They're having to do hypnotic work every day. People are realizing that they've been brainwashed. Mm-hmm. 2005, year 20. David. Year 20? Yeah, because like when. Oh, year when 20 flashed, of the cult. Year 20 of the Got cult. It. Yeah. Um, David did films for the group. And I'm trying to remember who David is. Yeah, who's David? Will was doing film. Right. I don't know what David who David is. Um, I have Was to... this where they were making like the, the in the desert? Yes. Where he came up to Yes, him? David was the actor. Yeah. He was a member of the group, but he was acting in these films. And this is when the master appears to him in the desert. Thank you for yes. <laughs> reminding well, me. Uh, they're in a movie. He appear, the master appears to David in this movie, and I guess he had a hard time. He was wondering if the master was believing it was real, like everything that they were doing in the movie. He realized that the master was act like acting, and he's like, has this whole thing been oh, act? Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. when he started to question. And by the master, we mean Andreas, Michelle, slash Michelle. Um, And his face is looking a mess. It is looking puffy because of all the Botox or whatever cheap stuff. It's gross. (laughs) I mean, he just, he does look crazy. He just, it's not helping him any. 2006. Year of our Lord. An email is sent out. Uh, by a member who is leaving, and it accuses Michelle or Andreas of all kinds of bad, bad stuff, including inappropriate sexual relations, mm-hmm. which I've been waiting for because I was like, there's no way there's a cult in this day and age that does not have weird sex stuff. And sure enough. We got weird sex stuff. I just want to offer a little of a warning. I was not prepared for this. I mean, I was prepared for weird sex stuff, but this might be a trigger for some people. So just you're warned. Yeah, I yeah. Good. Good call on that, because I guess I kind of thought it would happen. But you you watched this before me. So you had texted me about (laughs) um how Andreas forced young men into unwanted sex relationships. And I I mean, you, we don't know the sexuality of all of these men, but it doesn't matter. They were forced into something that they didn't want to do. Yeah. And I mean, forced and manipulated and 
convinced that this was um, how they could give back in the cult or just exist in the cult. Or it was part of their therapy. Uh, right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of it, I think, did start in the therapy or hypnotherapy sessions. And I just, it's not funny, but it it was just kind of like, oh, yeah. Like, one guy reminds us, like, here I was going to these sessions, basically being raped and still paying him $50 for his, you know, hypnotherapy sessions. Yeah. Which is just... I can't imagine the mind fuck that was going on there. Like, it's just. Yeah. And that was Chris. And he claims that Sophia saved his life. Yeah. And Sophia was the beautiful dancer, ballet dancer. Doesn't really go into that, does he? Or is it just because they started a relationship? Did they leave the cult together? I feel like they left it together because she disobeyed. Andreas's wishes and they had the relationship or had a romantic relationship and he Chris says that he was age 28 or 29 and Sophia was his first girlfriend because Um, he hadn't had any of the relationships because Andreas told him not to right and and Will our filmmaker slash lens into this life he had been forced into sex when um, Andreas had taken him to Hawaii and Andreas told him that it was to make him close to god to whatever so yeah so this andreas guy is abusing um 120 minds at least they're manipulated um vera goes is back and she had to tell everybody that she had cancer so michelle andreas could fake heal her um at one point and they also found out that he was a pornographic actor yeah. So. He also had appeared in like a minor scene in Rosemary's Baby, but he was in, in porn, which they showed the porn scenes. I mean, things were blurred out, but it, yeah. you, you could tell what was going on. And Definitely porn. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So this is where I stopped kind of taking notes. <laughs> that was all I really wrote was, and then the next thing I had was that he had the video that his last his last video he released to everybody. Oh right. He was not apologizing. Uh, yeah, things really start to fall apart rapidly. So more and more accusers come out, um, and the group is kind of split. I don't know. It sounds like most people believed their fellow members, right? But which is a good. few a few end up do staying with him. But uh, Andreas makes this video stating he just uh is not apologizing he says that it's time for another knowing session Mm. um and that he wants whoever still believes can come and he will give them the knowing so he's grasping for straws at this point he's desperate he also not in the video but mentions to somebody that he wants to destroy radia and the guy who wrote the letter and we haven't talked about rod radia but he's wanting to, it almost sounded like he was going to put a hit out on their lives. Yeah. But then he was like, if the IRS can bury them. Right, like he he's, was looking for something to, some dirt or something to get on him. And... Yeah. So after 22 years, Will, our narrator, um, he left the cult without saying goodbye. Yeah. They were in Hawaii and 
doesn't really say why. I guess it was probably all that maybe he was tired of being sexually assaulted, raped by yeah. Andreas. Um, he just up and leaves, doesn't say goodbye. And we do learn a little bit about Andreas Michelle. They give, like, I guess he was born, like, Jamie Gomez or something. It's probably pronounced differently because he's Venezuelan, which I would have not have guessed from his accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came to the United States wanting to be a movie star. He did legally change his name to Michelle Rostand. He had a role in Rosemary's Baby. He did do a bunch of pornos. And he claimed to have been in the Oakland Ballet, which I guess nobody has really substantiated. But Right. He obviously liked ballet a lot because he made everybody do ballet. But we kind of find that he's just this actor superstar wannabe who decided the best he could do was to lead a cult i guess yeah yeah i mean there's not much after that it it shows 2007 year 22 austin texas it's showing the house that they had all lived in after they fled from los angeles it looks like it's in ruins um some of the members of the cult are saying it felt like a big death of your family all at once um no one had anything um, and Will and his sisters and his parents are starting to mend the relationship and heal. And, I mean, it's just, it's sad because all these people had believed Andreas. I wanted to say they had their head in the sand. That sounds very judgmental because, and it was, I mean, it was the women, they weren't sexually assaulted. They just thought that they were with men that, you know, respected them and mm-hmm. everybody was being treated equally. And Although they did say... Except for, their, I mean, the people that had to have the abortion. Well, right. that, And they did say, like, they were told not to have sex and everybody kind of played that on the surface, but really everybody was having sex. Yeah, they and they Consentual. mentioned that one time, but they don't ever talk about that again. I mean, it's yeah. not important, but... No. I mean, um, it's not surprising. They're all beautiful people. Like, why wouldn't you be right. having sex? But... Yeah. Um, if you want to. If you want to. Yeah. You should never... Man or woman, like... It's really... It really bothered me, I guess. It really... Uh, you know, male rape is really underrated. This guy... I, Do you mean underreported? Underreported. Underrated. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't no. think that's what you meant. <laughs> Not underrated. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. No. Underreported. And he, I mean, nobody really presses charges or... Right, because... He's still out and about, you guys. He's still alive. Because the end of this documentary is in Oahu, Hawaii. Michelle Andreas is being spied on, basically. Um, He has new followers. A lot of them are handsome men. Yep. He has over 100 followers. And And now his name is Reiji. Right, Reiji, Reiji, which means God King, and some people from the previous cult, like you said, they actually stayed even when the truth came out. And Will and Philippe have basically taken it upon themselves to hunt him down and kind of. I thought they were going to expose him or do something, but they're basically just spying on his new group and Andreas at the beach, and then Will is talking to Andreas and it's very awkward because he will to me watching this seem to almost fall back into that like servant 
mindset or yeah, like he did. not he approaches him when he approaches him on the beach mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. yeah it was just like they're trying to go they've got an undercover camera on mm-hmm. and they kind of do want to confront him but he doesn't go as like a confronter he goes as like oh are you being good and yeah he asked him if he's being a good boy yeah which was gross Weird. and creepy yeah. um i mean it makes sense for all the emotional and psychological abuse he's gone through like i can't imagine yeah confronting he, your abuser yeah i don't know what that would be like yeah, so, yeah I, I i can't either so i just feel bad for will i don't think he was mentally prepared right to confront him in this manner yeah yeah so it comes off as very kind of odd and and it's not a confrontation really it's more of just like uh they were running into old friends and like at the beach in Hawaii. Yeah. With <laughs> yeah. freaking weirdo in a Speedo still. Always in a Speedo. And his face is just even more... Yeah. Plasticky yeah. and puff. Like, it was just weird. Everything was just weird. Yeah. Yeah, so That's the it. end of this is from 2006 to 2007. Will had taken video portraits of his friends and people in the cult. Um, and he describes how most of them left. So in this video... Um, it's a very artful video. These followers are out in a field and they're dancing and smiling at the camera. Some of them are crying. And during this time, little words pop up on the screen when it focuses in on one person. It says if if they left or if they stayed oh, okay. in the cult. Well, it's also playing Snow Patrol, which... Ugh. <gasps> Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Not That's well, not my favorite. it was playing that song like "If You Stay with, Lay with Me, and Just Forget the World," and all I can think just of is is how fucking annoying it was. I think it was like every Grey's Anatomy commercial played that song. Honestly, that was when Ryan went to grad school, and I played that song over and over. And over. Okay, I mean, it's fine if you don't I, like it. I understand it the importance of the song. <laughs> I just I find it very grating. <laughs> um so i'm not i i do enjoy my cheesy songs i guess and to me this is a cheesy song and i will probably be crucified for it's this okay. but it's not for everybody i'd rather hear the uga chaka again <laughs> personally i mean it's fun yeah it's fun give me fun over sentimental any yeah. day but yeah and so it just kind of that's how it closes is he shows who left and who had stayed and and that was it mm. Mm. Oh, can I, um... What is, oh my god, what is this? Is this the love letter you wrote to me? No. No. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Color me disappointed. <laughs> I just did a little, quick little research. What about Jared Leto? Uh, Jared, is it Leto? I don't, I always say it Leto, because oh. Leto sounds, maybe it is Leto. I like Leto, but, Just you know. Jared Leto. Well, he backed this film. Mm-hmm. Just say, so oh, you knew this already? Yeah, his name's in the credits. Oh, I didn't even see it. Well, I read. <laughs> I don't read. Uh, sorry. Um, the credits. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to Google a little bit of this because actually I felt bad for not watching the last six minutes. And then I was just kind of curious. Uh, CNN.com. Will Allen was in Budafield. The guy who made this film was in Budafield for 22 years. I think we did kind of mention that. He said he cried every day that he worked on this documentary. And it took about four years to make this thing hmm. in total. 
Um, it's just so emotional for him. I'm sure. Uh, and again, we said, you know, Michelle, Andreas, Raji, whatever you want to call him, still around. And neighbors in Hawaii say he walks in a Speedo every day, just down the street, strutting his stuff. Mm. Yeah. He did see the movie. And he released a statement. Do you want to know what he said? I would love to. <laughs> Bring me that conflict. Do you want to know? It is heartbreaking to see how history has been rewritten. Holy Hell is not a documentary. Rather, it is a work of fiction designed to create drama, fear, and persecution, knowing that is what sells. Huh, okay. Yeah. And then I thought it was interesting, the CNN article mentioned that many of the members of this cult came from privileged backgrounds. So they all kind of had some money to throw around a little bit, which explains some of the questions we had. Mm-hmm. Many came from Catholic backgrounds. Okay. And they talked about a little bit about this in the documentary where many felt like they couldn't ask questions in their religious backgrounds. Um, so they were searching, you know, for the meaning of life. And most were college graduates. And they were just at that point in their life where they graduate college, they were just looking for the next thing and happened to fall into this. Yeah. Um, and then I thought it was very interesting that they never really had a full on compound like a lot of cults have. Members had their own houses and apartments, although a lot of times they were roommates with another member. Um, but they did have regular jobs. And, and like you said earlier, children and enlightenment didn't mix, so there were no children. Huh, that's, uh, that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, that is interesting because... Because it's easy to say, like, well, how do you even fall into a cult? Like, how are you that dumb? Your sibling? Your sibling. Like, I mean, well, like, Will, like, his sister Will, is like, come join in with us. you slap the shit out of Amy? I mean, just for good measure. <laughs> I. But yeah, I mean... You always think it's just that you always think like that would never happen to me. But these were people. I mean, educated people, educated people. Some had good jobs. They talk about a little bit in the documentary. Like it. I don't know. It's unfortunate that other people would take advantage of people like that. Right. And the hypnotherapy. Well, and that's not cool. Part of me wonders, did he, he did he have a degree? Like, did he was he self-taught in hypnotherapy? Like, how did he learn those techniques? I mean, because Wikipedia wasn't around back then. YouTube wasn't around back then. I could YouTube how to a hypnot- gift. <laughs> I don't think that's that's a that's a gift. Well, depends on how you use it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift or a curse. Yeah. So, I'm I'm wrapped with this one. What are we watching next? <laughs> I think we're watching Nate, uh, Charles' husband. <laughs> I'm like, who is that man? <laughs> Really wants to be on this show because it's so awesome. But we went. I wanted to. Is pick that in- true? Because <laughs> he was. He's like so. Celeste was asking me, and I was like, "What?" She went behind my back and asked you something. I thought we talked about this, didn't we? No. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> I just was probably drunk. Um. <laughs> well, normally we have a guest every five episodes. When I say normally, we just did it that one time. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then we have blown off at that. Rule. We did number nine, and now we're going to do number 16. Yeah. But I wanted to find something that Nate could 
really use his expertise in, which is geology. Correct. Not art. Not art. <clears throat> but maybe a little art. Yeah. He's in my art. apartment. Yeah. Or my house. Um, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> Her secret apartment. <laughs> secret apartment. Uh, my leather room. So I chose Oak Island. Okay. The Curse of Oak Island. That's on Hulu, right? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Awesome. But anyway, it's a series, but we'll probably just watch the first episode and talk about it. But. Anyway, find us on Facebook, Instagram, at Mysterious AF. Email us at Mysterious AF. Wait, is it underscore? Well, just... Just, uh, just Google us. Just Google us. And email us, yeah. <laughs> Mysterious AF podcast at Gmail? Yes. Yeah. Oh, underscore is the Instagram. Yeah, thing. that's the Instagram. MysteriousAFpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, email yeah. us. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you've had... A great holiday. Great holiday. A great start to your new year. We'll see you in 2019. And, and stay, stay mysterious. mysterious.